to Biz Design Queen's podcast. I am your host, Catherine Goose, along with Christy Wong, owners of Homely Creatures and co-founders of Biz Design Queen's. We chat about how job sharing led us to success and tips and tricks on how you can use job sharing personally and as a business owner. Plus, occasionally, we'll drop some humorous parenting chit-chat. We take a collaborative approach to helping you design your business and your life to empower you to be and do what you want. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. We are super excited to be chatting with Sally Prosser. Some of you may know Sal from TikTok. Sally is or has become an absolute TikTok sensation with over 2.5 million likes and 236,000 followers. But that is incredible. But Sal is so much more than just a TikTok sensation. She is a highly trained and experienced voice coach, now owning and operating her own business, Sally Prosser Voice. Yes, we love it. Prior to this, Sal, you have been seen and heard, you would have seen and heard Sally on the radio and TV news as a journalist for Win7 News, 10 News and the ABC before taking on a senior role, media role, and spokesperson for Queensland's largest water company, Urban Utilities. So to say that Sal knows her voice is an absolute understatement. So we recently had the privilege of being part of Sally's six-week voice makeover, and now we are part of Sal's membership. So Sally Crosshair members only. And can we just say this has been an absolute life-changing um, experience for both Catherine and I? And if you haven't noticed from our previous podcast, our voice is a lot better. <laughs> we are really trying to work on our pronunciation and clarity. So you might not hear it all the time in this podcast, but trust us, we are really trying to put in place the tips that we've learned from Sally because they've been absolutely amazing. So, and actually, I will say that I was quite nervous into or podcasting with you, Sally. I couldn't sit down. I had to pull a book around the room. Kath's like, oh my God, you're making me nervous. But that's all because you're obviously a voice coach and we are podcasting with a voice coach. With a beautiful voice. Exactly. So, welcome, Sal, and we are extremely excited to have you on today's podcast. And we're going to jump straight on into it. Oh, Catherine and Christy, so great to be here. Thanks for having me. And I love, love, love having you in my membership. And I'm glad you enjoyed the course. That makes my heart melt. Thank you. And each day we are practicing with each other and pulling each other up. So hopefully we can get through this okay. So let's talk about your voice. When did you realise, obviously you've got a great voice and everyone picks that up as soon as they meet you, but when did you realise hang on, I can actually do something with this. That's very nice. You haven't heard me on very many Sunday mornings, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't always sound like this. And a lot of the reason I sound hopefully nice when I'm podcasting or when I'm teaching or that kind of thing is because I warm up my voice and I've been using it and training it for a very long time. But I do remember when I walked into my first speech and drama lesson, My teacher at the time, I would have been about eight years old, she wasn't taking any more students. And I didn't know this, I was just a kid. I found this out later and I walked in there and she got me to read a little part of George's Marvelous Medicine. You know that Roald Dahl book? I still remember it. 
And I was like, okay, it felt like an audition. So I opened the book and I started reading. And then she said to me, well, I think she was saying it to my mum, but I was, I was there. She goes, that voice, that voice is going to take that girl places. And I only remember that a little while ago. Do you ever find that? You, find, you, you remember something that you haven't thought about for ages? Because I did all my speech and drama and then I went into news reporting and spokespersoning and I didn't always know this was what I was going to do. But I think deep down there was this calling to do it. I guess too, you spoke about warming up your voice and, and, and it being an exercise or just like exercise. So it's just as important to warm your voice up as it is to go to the gym yeah, and, warm, and warm your body up. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Just like the gym, you've got to go there to get fit. You've got to keep going to stay fit and you have to warm up before game day. <laughs> yeah. And for those uh, listening, we did the drunken donkey as a warm up today as part of the podcast <laughs> that you have. And um, for those that want to know what a drunken donkey sounds like, it's... That's Catherine. That's Catherine. And yeah. Sal can do a really good job of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I often joke about things like that. The reason I throw the drunken in is just because what we're trying to get to with everything with voice is, is relaxation feeling relaxed, not staying, not keeping tight. And that particular exercise, if you stay tight, you'll end up going <laughs> So if you relax, pretend you've had a couple of martinis. <laughs> my poor neighbours, um, Christy and I were obviously warming up and making a lot of noise. So I'm thinking that they are, hmm, these girls have lost it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would be like, what is going on there? I'm not okay. So we briefly touched on it in our intro, but prior to, I guess, Sally Frost's voice and all of your um, journalist um, opportunities, uh, what, what did you do prior to starting your business? So I actually did start a business when I was about 16 because I taught speech and drama from the front room of my parents' house. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I never thought of it as a business, but it, but it was. So when I was about 16, 17, I was still doing my speech and drama and training, but I started taking on students of my own because part of the training was doing the teaching. And so I used the front room of my parents' house and taught speech and drama. So kids from four right up to about 18, putting them in a Steadfords, doing exams and all of that kind of thing. But then I got to a stage where I think I thought, oh my goodness, if I have to teach one more kid a tongue twister, I am going to, <laughs> I don't know, do, do something. And I was craving a little bit more interaction with people. And that's when I went into the newsroom, went back into journalism. And while I was doing journalism, I thought I'm never going to leave this. I love the news. And I worked in Rockhampton and also down in Brisbane and I was reporting and producing. I was also that role where you put the show to air. So, you know, when somebody's doing the traffic report and you have to say a seconds left and all of this kind of thing. So it was pretty cool to give you an idea of how long ago it was. It was when the Simpsons came on at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. That was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So it was really a really interesting job. I didn't even, didn't think I'd leave there, but then a few things happened and I ended up 
working in PR. And then when I got to PR, I was like, oh my gosh, I love doing this and I can't see myself doing anything else. And so I guess what's a bit different about me is I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say that there were negative things about the nine to five. Um, for me personally, I loved my nine to five job. And if anything, all of that experience that I got there and the people I met there, they gave me the confidence to start my own business. And I still get a lot of clients from there. Fantastic. I guess that probably moves into our next question, which you already answered. But with, with your course, your six week um, voice makeover course that we did, what was, what's your favourite module out of that for us? I guess the breathing and the articulation uh, was one thing, but what's your favourite? What do you love to teach out of that course? Oh, Catherine, you're asking me to choose children. Oh. Like... <laughs> I love all of them. That's why I structured the course that way, because to me, those are the six fundamentals that you have to have and I really love. If I had to pick one, I'd go for week six. Week six, expression, because that's the really fun, fancy stuff. And when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, so for people listening, week six is about varying the pitch of your voice, varying the pace of your speech, varying the volume, playing with pause, playing with gesture, all the fun stuff to make presentations more expressive. And I'll work with somebody and they'll give me a line, like, um, and that was, that was the most memorable moment of my life. <laughs> Let's just take that. And by putting in a bit of variation in the pitch and the pause, it can go from that was the most memorable moment of my life to that was the most memorable moment of my life. Absolutely. You know, you can totally transform the impact a line can have by playing with all of those expressive devices. And there's no right or wrong. You can go, that was the most memorable moment of my life. And I think we... No, you just do it so many ways. Yeah, and we get too stuck on the same monotone or we, we do the same pitch in every sentence. And I think for, for us, we were like, wow, this is a game changer. So... It's not what you say, it's the energy you bring. It's not what you say, it's the energy you bring. And I think for a lot of us, we focus so much on the content and the contents, well, the content is important, but we have the content naturally. That's why we're doing the presentation. You know everything about your business innately. I know everything about voice from all my training. So when I step in front of the camera or go to speak, I'm not thinking, do I know the material? Yes, I do know the material. I think about what is the energy that I can bring into this interaction. I try to make it the most exciting half an hour of people's day. <laughs> and if you know and love what you do, you just bring that energy, which is great. I was going to say, it just makes it so much easier. I also think people get stuck on thinking that they have to say something in a certain way. So I think people are lost in that whole expression I think expression is I, I feel like it's a bit lost um, I know particularly coming from the corporate world the way you talk about mining is like this you know in every meeting in every conversation so I think sometimes yeah just expression 100% gets lost yeah and that's why mindset which is week one is so important because people will say I say what are you worried about I'm worried I'll say the wrong thing what is the wrong thing? Exactly. Tell me what the wrong thing is. Oh, I'm worried I'll stuff up my words, I'll stumble. All right, so you're, going, you're worried you stumble. What's going to happen if you stumble? I think we feel like we, we create this board of directors in our brain where if we don't meet the standards that they've set, we're going to fire ourselves. 
<laughs> yeah. And when we really go down to, you know, what is the right way? What is the wrong way? Do people really care? And a lot of the time they don't. We get ourselves into our own head for no reason. And I think with mental health these days, I think it's important that people start realising this because you get caught up in this little, this is what I think they think of me, and it just stews. And I think it's really important to put your thoughts aside and just move on. Yeah. And what's so interesting, I work with CEOs and yesterday I was working with a bunch of high school leaders. So they're in year 11 going into year 12. It was a beautiful workshop. And no matter what the job or the age group, it's always the same thing. I'm worried I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to stuff it up. Yeah. And I say the same thing. What, what is stuff it up? Yes. What's the worst that can happen? And coming from PR, I'm used to thinking of worst case scenario. My mum would always say to me, honey, it's PR, not ER. <laughs> you know, to remind me that no one died. <laughs> and it's not that bad. Yeah, it's always good to come back to that. It's not life-threatening. Nobody's going to die. It's okay. Yeah, definitely. Flip it as well and say, how would you feel if you were never able to speak? Nobody ever allowed you to put things on video. You weren't allowed to have an Instagram account. You weren't allowed to speak at this meeting. You could, and being female, we don't have to go that far around the world or that far back in history to find that scenario in practice. Yeah. So when you start realizing, wow, I'm really grateful to be able to have this opportunity to share my voice. And that can also take away some of the nerves. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've recently, um, as of the last three weeks, launched your membership. How much are you loving having your own membership? Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Would I like more members? Absolutely. Yes, more people come and join us. But I feel like it's such a great fit for me. It feels so right. And every day when I get up, I just want to work on the membership. That's such a good feeling. How long before you launched? Like how long have you been working on building to the launch day? Well, I have had this idea for quite a few months. So I had a bit of a holding page saying I'm starting a group and I was been collecting emails for quite a while. Yeah. And yeah, it's been stewing for quite a long time. And I'm glad that I finally just put it out there. I took some of my own medicine. I'm a big believer in action and progress over perfection. And I got to a stage where I thought, this is ridiculous. I have been thinking about this for too long. Do it. Got to do it. Hmm. And your podcast. If anyone hasn't logged on and subscribed to Cal, uh, to Sales Podcast, I don't know who Cal is. And, yes, yeah, so you've got 52 episodes or are we up? Yeah, can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. 52 or 53, something like that. But it's I – I don't hold anything back. I share all my top tips there. The episodes are only 10 minutes if it's just me, usually around 15 to 20 with a guest. And I cover lots of different – areas so go to thatvoicepodcast.com and have a scroll through the titles and i'm sure you'll find something that jumps out at you and i think too with them some of those tips are only five seven minutes or ten minutes i think that's great for anyone that's trying to improve in the voice space but um if you're loving sales podcasts then the membership or the six-week voice makeover which will that come again next year or towards next year next year that's coming back well, join the membership. <laughs> That's available now. <laughs> we are in it and it's awesome. <laughs> um, so for someone that's thinking about doing a voice course, 
like yours, for example, that we just spoke about, what would your number one piece of advice be? If they were on that edge of, do I do it or don't I do it? What would you say to that person? Well, obviously, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do it, do it, do it. And the reason I would, because I'd say that is one of the most common bits of feedback I get is, I joined this course to improve my voice for podcasting or for public speaking or for some other reason, but I'm surprised how applicable it is for so many other things that I do. So I'm not sure if you feel the same way. Yeah. I think we went in there trying to gain confidence and, and the, the thoughts of other people thinking that we have a bad tone of voice and things like that. But there were so many, like every module that you covered just in that six week makeover was like, wow, 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 I, I can take this on. I can improve. I, I, I can come better than I actually thought. So I'm just going to say for us, because we work together so often and spend so much time together, we actually practice how we speak to improve more and more. And it's, yeah, it's funny. We created a like jar because like is our nemesis word. We were saying like way too many times. So we were like, Let's create, see that I said, then let's create a like jar. And every time I say like, unnecessarily, it's got a 50 cents. In the you can jar. have it right next to the sorry jar every time you say sorry unnecessarily. <laughs> we, we need to go into the new jar. So let's just say the, the jars are probably going to drain our bank accounts. But anyway, that's all <laughs> So let's talk about TikTok. Your famous little sensation on the side. I don't know how you find the time to do it, but how do you actually find the ideas daily? How do you come up with the ideas? And well, the reason I'm quite dressed up at the moment is because I'm about to do a TikTok. I don't know if I'll get to it, but it's I'm doing a, um, a good teacher, bad teacher TikTok. Oh. So this is my good teacher outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad teacher is going to be all in black. How do I get the inspiration? The platform gives you the inspiration. So the one that I'm doing today uh, one of the singers on here, I'm not sure if it will play through the, um, through the microphone, but it, she sings about grammar to Katy Perry. Ah, oh, yes. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I see that in my feed. So I think the main way I find inspiration is I use the platform a lot. So I, I look every video I'm like oh could I use that audio could I adapt that and then just generally whenever I'm giving teaching or reading I'm constantly going oh I can turn that into a TikTok and I love it it's a big creative outlet for me and I feel like my dream job would be getting up and running my membership and making TikToks like that's all I want to do <laughs> <laughs> that's so much good yeah you just keep bringing out the goods every day and I'm like wow and even just the editing or what you do with it is amazing. Yeah. We do one reel on Instagram once a week and that's a lot of work. <laughs> it can be. Yeah, like sometimes it's just a, a like the one that initially went viral, I filmed in one go 30 seconds, couple of edits and then I just put it out. Whereas other ones with transitions, I spend hours and hours <laughs> putting these together and then I get hardly any views. So for me, it's really important that I enjoy the process of making the TikToks and I also really enjoy them myself because you, you don't know if you'll put it out there and it'll get hardly any traction. So you need to say, okay, well, that wasn't time wasted and actually enjoy the process. And it's the same with podcasting as well. You know, I really enjoy the process of making the podcast. It's not about, like I would 
of course, please listen. I'm looking for more, for more people to listen. But I don't do it for the downloads. I do it for uh, the process of meeting people. And also, it's really great having a free resource. You know, of course, I'm running a business. But for me, I really want people to be able to access these skills no matter how much money they have. So if you're not able to invest in a membership, even though it's pretty reasonable, I'd say come on board uh, or, or one of the courses, there is so much great information out there and I want that to be available. So not having money can't be an excuse for not addressing this if it's bothering you. Yeah, it's, not even about, it's not even about voice. You don't have to be a public speaker. You, if you just want to improve the way you speak with people, by all means, join. It's, I was going to say, if you just want to improve yeah, your, yeah, your confidence because you don't have the confidence to speak, your course is spot on for doing that as well. That was yeah one of the things that we found. That mindset and that confidence was huge. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad because I think a lot of public speaking coaches maybe might give the impression or even maybe I do, I don't know, but that it's a bit scary and it's a bit formal. And I really want to break down those barriers. And honestly, no matter who you are or what you're doing in our membership, we've got someone who runs his own uh, mechanic oh. studio. Wow. Not studio. What do you call it? Workshop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, my mom's in there and it's even my partner who he would never have ever thought of doing something like voice training, but time and time again, he's, he's using the tips. Yes. Fantastic. So good. I've shared a few with my husband as well. He, he did his first webinar last week and he works in a, I guess, an engineering, mechanical engineering uh, workshop. So that was interesting. But um, he did well. <laughs> he did. I've started to watch it. Um, let's finish up with our lucky last question. This one's uh, a bit of a fun one. So give us three super interesting things about you. So they have to be super interesting that people wouldn't even know. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. The first one people might not know is I speak Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, wow. Because I used to, I lived, did an exchange year in Brazil. So oh, with your journalism. No, uh, just after school. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, yeah. After school, I went to Brazil for a year. That's fantastic. That's fun. Yeah. And I've been back there a bit since, and I was doing lessons for a little while as well. So, yes, if anybody wants to follow Portuguese conmigo, then I can do it. <laughs> the, <Excellent>. Great. <laughs> the other random thing is probably um, I alien fishing record. A yellow belly, a 7.7 .7 kilogram yellow belly that I caught when I was a little girl. <laughs> and still holding that one. <laughs> well, I think it may have been broken by now, but it stood for a very, very long time. Yeah, I caught it at Glenbourne Dam when I used to go fishing with my dad. So there you go, 7.7 .7 kilo yellow belly. Wow, that's massive. Which is the scientific name is Macquaria Ambigua because my dad was really into scientific names for things. And so we used to eat the fish and then be quizzed on what the scientific name of the fish was. Very funny. <laughs> so good. Um, and probably the last thing we might not know is I represented Lancaster University in the UK in water polo. Oh, wow. So, yeah, when I studied over there, I was in the water polo team and they have this thing called the War of the Roses, which is York University against Lancaster University. And we all went over to York where I played water polo in the War of the Roses. That's fantastic. So I've got a mean egg beater. If I'm ever stuck in the water, 
I'll be all right for a while. <laughs> You'll be, you'll be <laughs> right. That'll be your next TikTok underwater sink dancing or something. But talk about water. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I may. <laughs> might have to do the fishing. Something to do with fishing. That's fantastic. And I bet you there are three things that people would not, I would not have no. expected. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And episode will be up in the next two days. Yeah, within the coming days. And if you want to know more about Sal, jump on over to her website. We will put that in the details with the podcast. But just Google Sally Prosser and you will find her. Thank you so much, Sal, and have a fantastic afternoon. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.